2: Two teenagers with attitude. The show where space saloon, space saloon. We're going <laughs> to space, and there's cowboys. <laughs> it's, it's it's that, but not. It's less money, but it's fine. They straight fine. up
3: say they're going to the Dagobah. Um, yeah, yeah.
2: I,
4: I rolled that back like three times. Be like, wait, are, is that? Do they actually say that?
3: Can they say they, they that? Say, they say they Dagobah. Like the subtitles yeah. spell it differently, but like, yeah, it's clearly you're meant to think about Star Wars.
2: There's a lot of Star Wars homage in this episode. It's not a homage. That's not a thing. Um, And it's exciting, and we're going to talk about all of that. But I'm Zach, and joining me this week we've got Mike. Hey, we've got Simon. (laughs) I and even the monster they picked for that for the singing role looks like the. Bith? is that what they're called? The, oh the, the weird ball
3: sack singer with the t- Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh the clarinets uh, that with the reeds yes. that look like they're going into a butthole.
4: Oh, mm-hmm. you you talking yeah. about Jizz? Yeah,
2: yeah jizz. jizz. The jizz, jizz singers, you know. <laughs> it's the the Jizz Whalers, that, excuse you. Thank you. I know that everything in Star Wars was named by you slapping a keyboard, but like mm-hmm. you, you gotta look at that and go, "Well, I'm gonna try that one more time, and then we'll see." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Lexi is here. Uh, I am just,
4: I am just a nameless traveler. Don't, don't worry about who I am.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just you know, uh, just there's... you
4: know, gamble with me. Come on.
2: Come on! <laughs> yeah. uh, hi, I would like to enter this uh, high-stakes game of poker. Okay, and you are? Uh, shut up! Oh, okay.
4: <laughs> to be fair, you walk into a, a saloon full of like galactic outlaws yeah. playing what's probably an illegal gambling game, and don't Almost give certainly. your name. I feel like that's probably
2: not the weirdest thing. <laughs> it's true. It, it, I, I can't criticize it too much, but. It's-
4: what what gets me is the if you're the only guy wearing a hood, why does everyone huh. not go? Hey, um, can we see your face? Kind of important <laughs> for this game. Uh,
0: I, I'm sure after that day, they instituted a new rule where if you're wearing a cloak, you have to check you're a Power Ranger before you can play. Because come on,
2: exactly.
4: Yeah, are you uh, Power Ranger? You have to tell me if you're a Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's otherwise. Uh, to but be yeah, fair, so...
4: you pull that on a Power Ranger, they'd probably be like, oh well, okay, yeah, you got me and Cause that's the <laughs> yeah. kind of bullshit rule a Power Ranger would have to follow. I will say in this,
2: ep- if you haven't figured it out in this episode, Andros goes undercover. It's the second time he's done. So it does sort of feel like an un-Power Ranger Z move to, to do anything other than just run in there, guns blazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean,
4: I like that because like Andros, whole deal is he's kind of been a lone Power Ranger for a while. And like, that's true. If, If you're just the only Power Ranger on, like, a solo mission, you kind of have to learn to play Sneaky.
2: That's fair. So before we talk about the rest of the episode, which, as you can tell, we're all very excited for, uh, we do have to do an actor spotlight because I've been bad about it. And today we're going to talk about Astronema, who's, well, no, she is in this episode, but barely. (laughs) Astronema is played by Melody Perkins, um, and one of the cool things I found out about her uh, on her Wikipedia page is that she was uh, similar to how a lot of the early casting uh, for Power Rangers and Mighty Morphin, um, they were gymnasts or, or you know, martial artists. She was a dancer before uh, she did this. She w- performed with the Sacramento Ballet Company. Uh and so she was a an, an accomplished ballet dancer and also a model. Um and was in a bunch of Lands in catalogs before this before she struck it big. Yeah, um, that's the specific vibe
4: for Power Rangers Warcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: Um but yeah, so her very her first big role, she she did a couple like uh unnamed roles in uh stuff in in the late nineties. Uh, but then the first, uh, big thing she did was Power Rangers in Space, uh, Astronomer. And she is also in Lost Galaxy. And mm-hmm. then she did an episode of Malcolm in the Middle and an episode of Charmed. And then that's pretty much it. Um, not a ton of, of additional acting, uh, but. It's cool that she she, she uh, was
3: in CSI Miami, so there's that.
2: I, yes, you're right. I, I missed that. She was in an episode of CSI Miami. I, I believe was she one
0: also that- comes back for the Megaforce crossover. Yes, episode, yeah, she right? came.
2: She came back for the Megaforce crossover where uh, you just see a bunch of people, and then that's it. Mm. But she's one of uh, the few who
0: actually shows up without her suit, so you know it's actually her. Yeah, I t- think
2: takes her takes. I think she just takes her helmet off. Ooh, like yeah,
0: a, something like yeah. That. But she, the, she's
2: go ahead.
3: the the episode of CSI Miami that she's in is called wannabe, and the plot synopsis is a CSI wannabe steals crucial evidence from a murder scene and compromises
1: the case. Oh, Dang. yeah. And she
3: plays the wannabe? I don't that know. That sounds maybe. like
1: astronomer.
2: <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> perfect. She does uh, she does steal, you know, crucial items from uh, for instance other scientists. Uh, like that one time she stole the evil Ray, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so not a ton of additional acting, but I do know that she is one of the, um, she's a force. She is one of the people who, who seems to stick with the fandom and goes to, uh, uh, sci-fi and comic cons and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and has a good relationship with the fans, which is cool. Um, and you know, she's, uh, uh, she's fun in the show I think I've been a little harsh on, on astronomer in the past couple episodes But also I feel like she, I realized she's like not been in them very much So I hope she gets to do a little bit more in the later half of the season Yeah, she has like what, one scene in this episode? And this one she's yeah. really barely in it um, But yeah, so that with that said uh, Before we dive into the full episode uh, uh, Our editor, Eric, gave me a... Mega
1: Ranger
2: Station uh, to go over, which I wanted to quickly go over with everybody because it it. Uh, so he he gave me this. This is a two parter between the last episode and this episode, and a lot of it is really similar. Uh, the one thing I'll say is we're gonna when we talk about the episode, the first twelve minutes is all entirely American footage, so that's pretty cool that they they like, and, and you know it's it's not just your normal. Uh, like down at the uh the gym and juice bar stuff they they actually do american action footage with a bunch of suits and stuff like that but so that said um the basically the one thing that, so i didn't know this uh the main villain in mega ranger is uh king javius or or yeah javius who we don't we only see as um like a close up of an eyeball on the uh monitor when astronomer is talking to somebody a couple times otherwise it's not like it's, he's not a character Okay. Um, right?
4: yeah, like the like the great satan in uh yes. Mighty Morphin but, a, yeah. but,
2: but, like, most of the main villains, except for Darkonda and and uh, Ecliptor, are not in this show, because you've also got Dr. Uh, Hinalar, who is, like, the main guy that you see most of the time who worked at uh, Nasada and then became evil and twisted. Ooh, scary. Ooh. Um, and Which uh, is and the opposite s-
4: of how most NASA scientists work.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> and also his... Uh, his the, the the basically like Scorpina to Ecliptor uh, lady whose, whose name is Sh- Shibelina Shibelina, um, and uh, so those two characters are are not in the 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 Power Rangers stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but so uh, in a, at a similar point in the series, uh, King Javius sends Darkonda in to assist the villains because they keep getting their asses kicked. Uh, so he doesn't come out of nowhere. He is sent. Uh, and then he's around for, for, you know, 10 episodes. And then King Javius comes down and says, Hey, everybody, you've really been fucking it up. I need you to kill these power Rangers, the mega Rangers by any means necessary. Uh, and so Dark goes, okay, cool. Uh, I can do that. Uh, Hey, Ecliptor, meet me over at this, uh, this random location with no one else around and we'll just have a nice friendly chat for no reason. Uh, Ecliptor shows up. Darkonda tries to kill him, but they come to a stalemate, uh, as opposed to in the show, uh, or in Power Rangers where Darkonda really beats his ass. Um, but they decide, okay, so we're, if we're both really this strong, then we should just uh, team up together and not worry about everybody else and then kill the, the, the Mega Rangers. Um, That's cool. So,
4: and then they and then they do that at the end. Well, that would be really <laughs> funny.
2: Uh, but no, they try to do that. And then uh, Ecliptor does, or sorry, Darkonda does the thing he did in the last episode, which is he uses his weird fusion tentacle on Ecliptor And forms uh, a single entity. Uh, And then, you know, he he beats up the Rangers. Uh, And then uh, Shibalina comes up and says, hey, that's not cool. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, but uh, King Javius did say any means necessary. So, like, it seems like what he meant was you should hijack the body of your teammate. (laughs) And and there you go. I mean, that Um, is a means. A means. The the only re- the rest of the episode plays out like the last episode we watched, except that uh, in Power Rangers, uh, Ecliptor or sorry, Darkonda unfuses them and makes uh, Ecliptor take the the big uh, final hit of the Megazord, which just sort of knocks him down. In the show, it takes him out for a couple episodes, uh, and everybody's real mad at him. Um, and then in the uh, fucking the beautiful next... heel move, though. Yes, it's great. I love it. He's. I mean, I liked Arconda because he really sucks, and that's f- like a fun new thing. He for... sucks
4: as a dude, not just oh yeah, yes. he's he's bad, you know. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Well, it, it's fun to have a villain that the other villains don't like. I don't really yeah. think that that's something that they've done that much. Like nobody really likes. Uh, um including Lexi. Nobody really likes, uh, Divatox, but no one, it's not cause she's like going to stab you in the back. She's just irritated. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in the, in the episode that this is, uh, uh, equivalent to, um, Dr. Hinalar rewards Darkonda and says like, you know, good, good job, uh, fucking around people. Uh, here is a magical power pill that will make you super strong, which we do see in this episode. Um, and then, uh, he, he leaves and Dr. Hinalar is like, ha ha ha, what an idiot. He's fallen for my plan. Um, at that point, Darkonda goes down and confronts the Mega Rangers, eats this pill. And then what happens in this episode happens, which is basically he go, he becomes super strong, but he's like sort of out of control. Uh, he becomes like a, uh, a kind of feral. Um, and... Uh, you know the rest of their villains are like, well, how could you do this? And Doctor Henelar Hannel- is like, I mean, he said any means necessary. Like you saw what he did. Um. So oh,
4: sure, he hijacks somebody's body and like,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's fine. But I, you know, make him go berserk and that's too far. Oh, right, exactly. So so then basically he he. Grows into this like giant mutated form which he does in the in in this episode though it's not explained as well in Power Rangers Um, and then uh, they beat him up and up like uh, let's see let me get the exact uh, blah 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 Dr. Hinalar informs Shibalina that the maximized energy that's about to run out of control uh, was able to create a new creature from Darkonda's old form uh, so that is what we see at the end when there's two uh, mm. two monsters. Um, the only so that's basically how the episode ends. It's pretty it's pretty similar in that the the Megazord gets the crap beat out of it, which we'll talk about. The one thing he notes here that I think is really cool that I didn't know is that um, the spaceship in that that is the Megazord and the Sentai is like Nasada's mobile base and there are just like normal scientists working on it mm-hmm. uh in addition to the Rangers. So uh they get a new special move in this and apparently how it happens in the Sentai, uh, literally they're in the cockpit and a scientist runs in and, and gives them a disc with the cool <laughs> new super attack program on it, which I oh, think is awesome. pretty funny.
4: <laughs> Man, imagine just... Being some sort of a researcher, and all of a sudden the Power Rangers have to fight some giant monster. So you're just in there, like with your test tubes and shit, trying to like, you know, get some sort of a reaction to go off. And meanwhile, the entire like building is, you know, shaking (laughs) because the Megazord is walking, and you're like in its leg. There, there's
2: (laughs) uh, uh, there is some light construction going on in my office next to where I sit, and I cannot do spreadsheets so i imagine (laughs) that that it would not be a great place to do science but you know
4: half the fucking chemistry wing is just like ah shit they're fighting a monster again all right lock everything down come on
2: you know the drill we gotta get better ways to store all these test tubes
4: (laughs) half of these half of these materials will combust if they hit oxygen let's go let's go
2: (laughs) So that is Mega Ranger Station, and with that, let us go ahead and start episode 16, Flashes of Darkonda. And, I mean, you might be able to tell by what we've said so far, but this is my favorite episode of In Space so far. (laughs) It's pretty good. It's, um, I I guess I want to say real quick before we go into it that, like, we've talked a lot about how The word on this season is that they were like, you know what? We don't have the money to do what we want, but we're just going to do it because we think that we're going to get canceled. So fuck it. Like balls to the wall. And that Mm -hmm. hasn't really been that evident. I don't think in up to this point, I get it here. They, yeah. They're just going for it, and yep. and like they don't really have the money, but they're trying, and I respect it.
4: Yeah. Here's here's <laughs> the thing: I will take no budget and unique or interesting over a small mm-hmm. amount of budget, but playing it safe every day of the week.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
4: I, I said it on Twitter, but this really, really felt to me like a, you know, kids ask. Star Wars live action TV show from the 90s, like before the prequels came out when everything was super hacky and low budget and like, it,
2: yeah, it it totally sort of reminds me of those Ewok movies. Yeah. (laughs) Weird Ewok movies. Oh yeah. Yeah.
4: Like fucking, you know, Andres does the whole like, you know, Jedi infiltrating a place thing. Like he's, he's fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi in episode four. He's, Luke infiltrating Jabba's palace. Like, that's the vibe he has. Yeah. He's going into this weird cantina full of, you know, really cheap but interesting alien designs. And, like, yeah, it's... If they had made a show that was just that kind of shit and been like, yeah, this is a Star Wars show, I would have eaten that up as a 10-year-old.
2: Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, it, it... I definitely feel like if the in-space stuff was more than going to different like populated places or or, like alien cities obviously Mm -hmm. that would be more expensive but it would be a lot more fun than even if it's the uh, bullshit
4: uh star trek thing where like yeah you're you're visiting alien planets and stuff but it's mostly just populated by humans sure i'll take that
2: right Mm -hmm. which it would still be i think more interesting than your uh uh, this is a red filter. This is a green filter over the same canyon, which d- they've been doing a lot.
4: I did enjoy that this planet has the same, uh, this is a country the United States is subjugating yeah. filter <laughs> yep. that the, uh, yep. Yep. arena that, um, Tommy was in when yes. they mind wiped him.
2: <laughs> it, it, yeah, totally. I saw on, I mean, this is not news to anyone, but a tweet going around, uh, on Twitter that was like here's the filters american uh, um, filmmakers use de- depending on what country they're they're pretending to be in and it's like mm-hmm. mexico yellow uh, you know <laughs> yep like just,
0: middle yeah, east yeah, yellow totally. brown and yeah
2: yeah um, so in any case uh, we we go down into uh Andrus is having a nightmare he's sleeping on the on the megaship they
4: open on they open on a pair of like Photos in these little metal uh, um, like
3: Frames, picture holders, yeah. Yeah. and it's the most yeah. Star
4: Trek: The Next Generation ass oh, yeah. looking design I've ever seen.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just straight up get a shot of of kid Andros next to kid Carone. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah, totally. I I think this episode does have a fair amount of like the Star Trekky like it has to be. It's in the future, so it's different. Like it doesn't matter yeah. if it makes sense. I mean uh, the the, it,
0: the card game later on is yep, Star Wars, but that exactly. yeah.
3: Okay, oh. so here's a question: We get this wide shot of his room. Uh, he's got the he's got the bunk bed, but no one's using the top bunk kind of thing. He's got because his sister's uh, gone. It's sad. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have this ship when he was a kid. <laughs> it's symbolic, Mike. But but, but what I was gonna say is <laughs> I almost maybe lose my train of thought. So he's got this like desk lamp. Uh, illuminating the room because, like the the vacuum of space, isn't giving him any light. He's got a window to space, which is kind of fun. Uh, and then he's got the the pictures in the the tiny pictures in the giant cylinders. <laughs> what is that on the right side of the desk, though? What is that ridiculous sculpture thing supposed to be?
2: It's hard am- to tell in the SD
3: footage. I have no idea what this is.
2: I'm going back to the to the beginning here. I'm,
3: I'm looking uh, at it, but go, go I don't to like say a anything minute, to, minute and five seconds. It's it's something or other. Oh, okay,
0: and sure. Okay, so it's after uh, he wakes up. Oh yeah. Okay, you're right. Ah, it's hard to tell. It's pretty far away.
2: It looks like a desk toy, like some kind yeah. of space version of uh, the like little balls that clack together. I I don't know exactly what or it like, is. Do they just like? I we got to make a sci-fi
0: yeah, looking I thing. I think
4: I think it's just sci-fi bullshit.
0: Yeah. Totally. It's art of some kind. I don't know. <laughs> okay, then question in universe what does it do?
3: <laughs>
0: decorates. That's what yeah, it does. maybe it's okay. uh, maybe no, maybe this,
4: this room is so devoid of content. There's no way that's a decoration. That's got to be some sort oh, of gadget. Oh, he's or like in, right he sleeps with
0: not even a poster in his room is what you're saying. Uh, almost yeah. as empty as a soul. So this is completely utilitarian, which means it's uh razor a space razor that's how he shaves with this thing that's what that's what it is
2: (laughs) or maybe or maybe it's what it's the machine that does his hair and keeps it that way oh
0: yeah (laughs) keeps it all okay
1: yeah
0: yeah but the the the, this would step over the theory that the stripes in his hair like are indicative of his age and actually occurring so i'm not sure we can uh, i
4: refuse to abandon the belief that they that his hair just doesn't grow that way
3: like uh animals with fur patterns Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, in any case, uh, I like to think that it it is for his hair, but it is functionally identical to an Earth taffy puller. <laughs> oh
0: God! <laughs> but it's um, fine. It's, on his planet, he likes it when his hair is pulled like that and like kind of twisted around this thing.
4: It's how he relaxes at night. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: sure. It's like a massage. <laughs> it's but like for a his CPAP. Hair. It's an
0: alien CPAP machine, but it's <laughs> like, it does that to his hair.
3: Uh, so so Decca tells him he's having a nightmare, which. Is wild that, like, the AI computer thing, who I guess is his dearest friend, question yeah. mark?
2: Yeah, so was, we did skip the, the nightmare, but he just basically sees uh, Darkonda being like, you don't remember me, I've met you before, blah, ha, 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 and then he wakes up, and yeah, I was gonna bring this up too, Mike, uh, I know he's been alone on this spaceship for a while, we don't really know what happened to the rest of his uh, his team, but... um. Profoundly sad that his best friend is the AI robot that tells him it's all going to be okay. He just had a bad dream. Yeah, like
3: <laughs> like nothing, nothing against AIs or robots. Like, listen, we've like Alpha's a member of the family. Whatever. It's it's a sci-fi fantasy show. Who cares? But like, this is just the nav computer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Very very broken age.
2: Yeah. Decca is. I don't think we even know what it stands for but it's an acronym like it's not it
3: doesn't stand for anything The show never bothered to come up with what deca stands oh, for
2: oh okay fair enough uh so in any case he wakes up he's looking at his little uh locket that that's the keepsake for for Corone, um and uh he goes up to the uh to the bridge which I guess either he slept in or they're on like a sub submarine like rotation. Yeah, shift they're on like thing. graveyard
0: shift. They're on Earth yeah. time and it's not the same night as space night.
2: Yeah, um, but everybody else is already up. And uh, Ashley and uh, Carlos and TJ are like, well, literally, they say they're going to go to the Dagobah system to check it out. <laughs> I mean, Gotta go
0: ask Yoda where Zordon is. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah. So here's the thing. One, they're already
3: planning on going without Andros, just gonna leave the one person behind. <laughs> Wheelship move, shit? guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is that is a dick move. You could have just like woken him up or waited until he woke up or just like that it just sucks. Like, you're trying to get him to trust the rest of the team, you should include him in fun activities. Uh secondly, y'all, you've been Power Rangers for a while at this point. This is part of a superhero team one oh one. When the brooding loner character says that they, you know, brooding loner character with a mysterious past and a history of keeping secrets from you says he didn't sleep well last night, mm-hmm. absolutely guaranteed he had a plot relevant nightmare and you should inquire further
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. every you time. Need, you guys need to get your, uh, your genre, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> This is what happens when we don't have guys like Rocky on the team. Rocky would have been like, okay, he had a nightmare,
3: and it's going to be relevant in like five minutes. (laughs) Andros, tell us everything. (laughs) I
2: forgot that aspect of Rocky, that that happened multiple times, that he was like, clearly we know where this is going, you guys. Uh, So anyway, um, everybody else leaves. For some reason, I left out Cassie. She's also there. uh, So they Mm -hmm. all peace out. And, no, I think uh, the reason
4: you left her out is because also Cassie's there is the entirety of her, uh, role in this scene.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he takes out this little disc that we we've seen before, in from his uh, uh locket, and puts it in the the little mini disc player that he's got
0: there. God, on that the... thing
4: is just like that thing is just like a mirror, like. How do you possibly hold that thing without fucking it up with your goddamn fingerprints? It's, it's,
0: it's like a tiny, like, it's, it's the size of those, like, mirrors on sticks that the dentist puts in your mouth. It's and like a put, watch p- battery. Yeah. Like, and I
4: remember... I, 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 handle- no, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, I, like, I love the prop he puts it in because, you know, it fits the, it. It, it snatched shut. There's some numbers on it. It looks like a real thing, sort of. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. I just like this prop.
4: Yeah, no, I like, I like gadgets. Like, fake yeah.
0: gadgets on a
3: TV show. Uh, so I wasn't here the first time he did this with the disc, and I got a question about this disc.
2: I, I may be able I, to guess it, but go ahead. Does Is this disc
3: a digitized recording of his childhood memories? No. Or did he it's, just happen... Were there, did KO35 just happen to have cameras... That filmed in blurovision the moment of his sister's kidnapping, and he saved the security footage.
2: Either, either there were security cameras on the buildings in K R thirty five, or someone just taped it. I don't know which is dumber. uh,
4: (laughs) I mean, this looks like a home video. I assume it's a home
2: video. (laughs) I think that's what I would assume too. I his just, dad was filming uh, his little kids playing, and he just didn't do anything about the fact <laughs> that his, his sister was, her daughter was kidnapped. That that you know that raises the question of where the parents
3: went. Because he's why is he why is he avenging the kidnapping of his sister alone? Where's okay, the rest okay, of the no, family? hold on, hold on. But I've got I've got the answer to all of this. Decca recorded it. Oh yeah, Decca
4: was, Deca Deca was watching
3: the kids. She's just an <laughs> wait, AI. She wait, couldn't
4: do anything about the kidnapping, but she's got the yeah. footage.
3: Wait. So the the the,
4: the mega ship existed. Yeah. No, it didn't. No, no, no. Decca, Decca the-
3: existed.
2: It's like uh, it's like what how was- Cortana, oh. you can like upload her to different stuff. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. What what machine was Decca inside during the this video time? camera?
2: Yeah, fat camcorder, <laughs> big fat camcorder that uses a v- Just- whole VCR
0: tape. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> A whole VCR tape, but it records to this little mirror disc.
4: Yeah, it's yeah. like, do you, remember, do you remember the transition to digital where you had the, like, discs that you'd pop into a full-on VHS to play?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Why Why did Deca record this with cinematography
2: that specifically hides the identity of her <laughs> kidnapper? This is a good question. Now, I, I, I will admit, Mike, that's not the question I thought you were going to ask. What I thought you were going to ask is, Why does Andros, the man who wakes up in the middle of the night to watch this tape over and over again, uh, Mm -hmm. because he's like so distraught over the kidnapping of his sister... Why has he never watched past the 115 mark to see the very clear figure of Ecliptor taking his sister? Because previously we've seen him watch this and this part's not in it. So I guess you just never got that far. He's
0: just too upset by seeing his sister get taken that he stops it before it every time. Which is, yeah. you know, it's fortunate that this time he decided to look at the evidence of Darkonda kidnapping Korone and knowing that it's him now.
4: You know, I'm starting to I'm starting to come around on the idea that this is somehow
3: like pulling from his own memories.
0: Uh-huh. Could, yeah, see, that's,
4: I
3: mean, that's what I initially started thinking it was because it's like, what if, what if after the kidnapping, like whatever, like Ko thirty five, like authorities, like the police or whoever, were like, okay, like the best, like the best eyewitness account is a child who's both traumatized and stupid, so we're gonna like put this <laughs> thing on his head and we're just gonna record his eyewitness memory of the event and preserve it for later just in case
2: now mike my favorite part about that theory is that it's not supported at all but you thought that that's what was happening because your brain works and you tried to make anything make sense (laughs) in power rangers (laughs) well listen Luke hasn't been on in a while someone's got to do it (laughs) (laughs) yeah fair um So, yeah, he sees Darkonda's back. I mean, you don't see his face, but it's really obvious. And also he hears his laugh. Uh, Also, he almost misses it because he's not facing the fucking screen for some reason.
0: (laughs) Well, he seems to play it on the screen in front of him and also the big screen that's like behind him, like to the side. So like we see him turn towards that one to spot Darkonda, but it's weird
2: and he's like "Turkanto, it was you." And then we go to the uh the theme and when we come back uh Decca so Decca had told him earlier that he was having a nightmare. And now she uh Andros is like walking angrily towards the 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 teleport tubes and Decca is like "Andros, you appear to be upset." Now does Decca like have programming to understand human body language, mm-hmm. or can is she like sensing his brain waves or something? I mean, she could tell he had both. a
0: nightmare earlier, so maybe
2: we, she we hears- covered
4: this. She's his closest friend. <laughs> All right, so she's just she like just if you just lived with somebody for years, like you can tell from their body language how they're feeling.
0: Yeah, sure, but I also like the idea that Dekka has like just an EKG of Andros running all the time, so that's how she knew he had a nightmare, yeah. and that's how she knows he's upset. So she she notices him point,
3: like, look for a
0: spot on a star map, and
3: she figures out he's going to head to the planet Onyx, and she's like, listen, Andros, don't go to the planet Onyx. You still just have your starter Pikachu. I don't care what the anime says. I'm not going to beat the Onyx with Pikachu. (laughs) It's going to
2: beat your ass. It's really a problem. (laughs) It's going to demolish
3: you. Go catch some Pidgeys first, and then you'll be ready to take on the Onyx. Pidgeys are
0: normal types. He'd need a Mankey, actually. Or maybe maybe a Nidoran, but, you know.
2: Can you get a Nidoran? We can't do this. Uh, So, Pokemon... So, uh, she says that uh, the reason she, he can't go to Onyx is it's in a forbidden sector. This is something that is continuing to irritate me that we know as much as we do about the way the evil empire works, but we'd, like, who are the good guys in Power <laughs> Rangers in space? Like, yeah, wh- is there?
0: there's no indication of any kind of galactic government other than right. the bad guys.
2: Yeah,
3: the, the thing is, I, I get... I get what the show is going for. It's implying that the planet Onyx is in, like, some lawless fringe, like, on the edge of the galaxy, where, like, the villains just have control, and it's all just smugglers and cartels right. and whatever. But, like, that imply Lawless regions of space imply... Lawful regions, of yeah. Space. Like, look,
2: y'all know how we feel about cops, but but mm-hmm. but like, I want who is the space cops? They don't tell <laughs> us. It, it, like, it's like, I mean, we're led to assume that it... the Rangers are the space cops, but who do they answer to? Yeah,
4: wasn't there a space cop in the last series?
2: Yeah, yes, there that was. was. The... That's a good <laughs> point. And the Sentai, he's from the police planet, so uh-huh.
3: <laughs> we don't There's know a where whole that is. Cop planet, where are they? <laughs> yeah, um. You know,
4: I've so... never been for bombing a planet before, but all of a sudden
3: <laughs> Um <laughs> But like so like that's the thing is like Blue Centurion like like yeah he came down to Earth and then just enforced a bunch of traffic laws, but he kept talking about all these like space laws that he knew about. What governing body passed the space laws?
2: Like, I again, I don't need much, but like, j- literally just say, the Federation says you can't go there. The, done. I'm, I'm good. You yeah, don't like need that much. Yeah, like, we can fill in
3: the blanks from there.
2: Um, that said, he's going anyway. He's and also he tells, uh, he orders Decca to forget that he is going there so that, uh, he, the Rangers can't follow him.
3: He has pulled this move multiple times and it's a bad idea every time he tells mm-hmm. Dekka whatever the other Rangers say, don't tell them where I've gone. Every time.
2: It's just. <sighs> the only reason that you would do this is because he's going in uh, incognito, but also, mm-hmm. I don't know why he's doing that. Like, I mean, the, what- the
0: impression it gives is that he wants to murder Darkonda and maybe break Zordon's rules in doing so, or something like that. He doesn't want the other Rangers to Except stop him he from doing that.
3: He doesn't really do that. He goes he to like gather intel? Question mark. Like they yeah. fight. Yeah. Yeah. But he seems to want to confirm something first. Like yeah. He, yeah. He I mean, walks, he
0: almost gets he, it, but then he breaks his cover. But yeah.
3: Well, like, what's weird is he's like he needs to make sure that Darkonda was the one who took his sister before he kills Darkonda. Mm-hmm. He already knows that Darkonda is evil. Like he's done a bunch of evil shit. I mean, you don't need to, other. Like, Maybe
4: like Derconda has okay, relatives okay, that okay, look like hold him. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is spiraling into some ridiculous territory. Y'all are way overthinking all of this.
0: Y'all, okay,
2: give me, give it to me straight, okay, Lexi. So
4: first I of
1: mean, we all, never
3: this, re- overthink anything on this podcast. I'm just
1: no, saying,
4: we're going way on a tangent here for an episode that's packed full of stuff to talk about. None of this matters. So, first the, fair, of all, this is a show for children. We don't need to know about what legal body governs space because no kid... <laughs> Knows jack shit about governments. That's all you, correct. All you need to know as a kid is that's forbidden. You're not supposed to go there. That's all a kid mm-hmm. needs to know. And Fair I feel point. like that's pretty, that's pretty clear cut. This is a bad neighborhood full of dangerous people. You're not supposed to go there. And you, Andros doesn't want. You, Andros, You does, were
2: undercutting the
4: entire premise of this podcast. <laughs> no. Let me finish for fuck's
2: sake. Go ahead.
4: Andros doesn't want the other rangers to know he's going there because it's dangerous, and he's going alone, and they would object to that. He wants to be able mm. to do whatever the fuck he's trying to do without his friends interfering, out of you know concern about his well-being. He's it's just typical self-sacrificing loner shit.
2: Very that's, yeah mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's, yeah, that's all that's totally. all there
4: is to that. Like
2: he's doing the Wolverine thing.
1: Yeah
4: exactly. Yeah. It's um it's pr- I feel like that's pretty clear cut. Third, it's clear in the rest of this episode why he wants to track down Conda he wants to find out where he took his sister what happened yes. to her
2: that's that's true yeah, yeah that's that's the re-
4: that. that's the reason he's doing this confrontation like yeah. yeah if it was just a matter of killing him yeah he could just kill him but then he'll never find his sister
2: you very good point I forgot about that uh, so yeah you're you're correct we're idiots and also now it's time yep to go to the best place in Power <laughs> Rangers.
0: If we're getting to the fireworks factory, everyone, yeah, <laughs> here we go. Here we
2: are. Here's the fireworks <laughs> factory. It's a space, it's a space west, gold west ghost town. And <laughs> we literally open on a
4: Star Wars ass ships flying in from off, from like behind the camera. And mm-hmm. then some of the fucking, uh, whatever the, Quantrons. Moves, yeah driving motorcycles, motorcycles up through uh-huh. the town
0: because it's yeah. old west and star wars and mad max at the same time there's right some now.
4: fucking all these tengas that are hanging out here in front of there the are
0: ceiling? tengas uh-huh. yep.
1: mm-hmm.
3: and yeah and piranatrons and, and all sorts of just random monsters there's like this this rules this fucking rules i was losing my mind watching this earlier because like listen folks i i've i've enjoyed a lot of in space but i've yeah, I've been getting kind of bored of Power Rangers, let's be real. I watched this next sequence, and I was losing my goddamn mind. This is amazing. <laughs> it's front-to-back entertainment. Like
2: It's just like, they're like, you know, we've collected a lot of monster suits. Like, uh, we have a bunch now. What if we just... Use all of them at the yep. same time,
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> and have a yeah. baboon like who's a Rastafarian playing the piano with sunglasses now uh, this for is some a reason. Fucking
4: yeah. mystery science theater p- character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: so this is one this of the fucking
4: a- apes from the Planet of the Apes.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: planet. There is a.
2: This is totally like a $10 version of the Moss Eisley establishing shot. That's mm-hmm. what it is. We're, but we're it's set in a through. literal saloon, which makes it better, yes. IMO. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, here's, again, here's, they li- here's they, here's they for- rented out a Wild West, uh, like theme park or tourist attraction, and they put a we're red. still. just a set from it.
3: elsewhere in a TV studio. Yeah. And they said,
2: this is a space saloon. Eat it. That's what this is. Deal with it. And, <laughs> yeah. We get Andros. He fucking he's do, speaking of Star Wars. He's
3: doing the Obi Wan Kenobi thing where he just has a brown robe yep. and he covers mm-hmm. his body with it. It's like that's my disguise. I'm I'm a guy in a brown robe where you can't see his face. And this isn't even the first time he's used this disguise. <laughs> no, we opened uh, the
2: series on this fucking move. Totally. Mm-hmm. And the uh, so we cut in and there is a band playing. And yes, there is a Rastafarian gorilla who plays the the. Uh, the The keyboard and I love the old timey piany. Yeah, you got uh, like a Batman playing playing guitar. guitar. Oh shit, Batman's here! Yeah, Batman's here, (laughs) and then you have uh,
0: you have just a Star Wars guy but singing with a mic of some kind. It's literally
2: like you know the Lost Island the Cantina band. It looks like the the guys who play the little clarinets, but it's uh, singing instead. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. I love it so much. And then, uh,
0: and then again, other, uh, <laughs> there's uh, a hundred other. There's a dinosaur behind the bar serving drinks to customers.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, like they do this full on pan, so like you get the full scene. Like yeah. they went, they went for this.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh Darkonda is at the bar ordering uh, uh, drinks that have dry ice in them because that's what you do when you're in space. Mm-hmm. And uh, he. There is an ant monster sitting next to him, and he says, Hey, did you know that you look like my my aunt?" ha 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 ha. And then the ant guy's like, I will fucking kill you. I will end you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Listen, we've
4: questioned a million times why everyone just speaks English, but I do appreciate that it lets this ant monster be absolutely... Over this
0: obvious joke that (laughs) everybody makes, (laughs) I've never been, I've never heard this one, buddy. Thanks.
2: It's like I I know a lady named Roxanne, and every time somebody meets her, they do they they do that thing, the thing thing that you think it is, and then she's like, "Cool, great joke." No one's ever done that, and that is the energy that this Ant Man gives off, and I love it. Um, Darconda goes up the stairs at the saloon. And uh we don't really know why he's here, though I assume it is specifically for this. Uh mm-hmm. he he knocks on a door, um and uh basically I guess it's a shop in the saloon.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah someone's he running get- some
4: sort of black market apothecary. Yeah. Uh huh.
0: He wants to get a strength portion. Also, I need, feel like I need to remind people upstairs in the saloon, those rooms, that was brothels. So. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's, it's yeah. A,
4: if you've ever seen a Western, this like visual is just... Immediately, you know
2: what that's supposed to <laughs> be. Dark going to get his dick wet or whatever uh-huh. he has instead of a dick. Well, he's going to get
0: wet later in this episode, for sure. But, oh, yeah. yeah,
2: for sure. <laughs> oh, boy, howdy does he? Uh, <laughs> uh, a little, like, goblin man who is an actual little person opens the door and is like, go away, uh, we're closed.
0: And Which, is like, like kind of makes no sense considering what we see after this, but I guess he's trying to sell it or something. Like, he doesn't right. want to give that strength portion. <laughs> But, and yeah.
2: Darkonda's like, cool, sell me a strength potion or I'll kill you. And he's like, cool, I do think I have one left. He
4: literally uh, he, picks picks him up and like, you get a shot of his feet dangling or whatever.
2: Yeah. Uh, he runs back inside and guess what? Uh, Ecliptor is here to pay back Darkonda for fucking him over last episode. And he's like, uh, give him this, uh, this really good strength potion. He He actually... Like, you see him take a, a straw out of it, like yeah, he was he's, adding something to it. Yeah, he's very
4: it. clearly been messing with this thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says, all right, give him this, and also if you tell him that uh, that you saw me, I'll kill you, and he picks him up and does the uh, same thing, <laughs> yep. which is pretty funny. This poor, this poor like, black market drug yep. salesman, he's just yep. getting hooked
0: around. Yep.
2: The implication... Uh, is that this only goes wrong because it's poisoned. Uh, Otherwise, he's just selling perfectly legit super strength potions. Like, no
0: problem. Um, He's got a up on the super soldier serum, and he's just selling it on the black market. This is basically Falcon and Winter Soldier right there, but, like, on a super budget.
4: Finster's been been selling selling this shit for years, just siphoning off whatever magic Rita and Zed use to make things
3: big. <laughs> yeah, this guy. This guy's just trying to make a living. He lives in the fucking forbidden zone or whatever, yeah. uh-huh. and he's he's just trying to make an honest living as an apothecary. He doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't have like evil powers or anything. He's nope. just trying to get by. Yeah, the thing is, when you live
4: in a lawless
3: territory, the
4: only market is black.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's that, that, yeah. that's how Finster ended up working for Rita. Now that you've brought him up, that's he just he was stuck. He had no choice but to exactly. sell services to her.
2: Uh, so, Darkonda hears something. He comes in, and uh and funnily enough, like I, I guess Darkonda has Thief the video game power, or sorry, Ecliptor has Thief the video game powers, because uh-huh. he's like, uh, slightly in the shadows, and I guess his like illumination gem is dark, so right. Darkonda can't see or him.
0: like you you know the neon green lines that are all over his his body are invisible all of a sudden. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um,
0: so... Listen,
4: he, uh, listen, he crouched slightly and became invisible.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
2: is a little bit arrogant, so he, he sees something's kind of weird, but he just takes it, uh, and then he goes downstairs. Must have been nothing. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It was only the wind. Uh, he goes downstairs, and... So, I, okay, we're gonna have, like, a space poker game, and, (laughs) uh... There is an object in here that I want to say is very important to the plot, but I can't remember. So I'm just going to say it because it might be wrong. I want to say these five data cards that, that yep. happen in this are actually linked to the Psycho Rangers that happen later. I'm pretty sure that's what the plot I is. I would be
4: surprised if they aren't something. This feels like such a Chekhov's gun. Right. I'm like so I know they're... it's Power Rangers, and they frequently bring up s- stuff that seems important, but then isn't. But like yes. this show actually has some degree of overarching plotting to it, in the way I, others yeah. haven't.
0: I mean, you said next episode they get the new Zords, right? So yes, and those cards I... are from Zordon. You would think they oh, these may maybe be that's late? what it is. Okay. Yep.
2: yep. Sure. Could be that. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, they. By the way,
3: these Zords, these cards come from Zordon holy shit like that
2: <laughs> we'll talk about Maybe it in we'll a get, second yeah, yeah. yeah so Darkonda sits down
4: oh i want to just be clear they're playing this like not poker game on coasters uh huh yes. yeah they're very coasters so, thin- so with shapes on them perfectly yeah perfectly round uh cards it reminds me of um oh, i cannot remember the name of the game but there are i mean is
2: it skulls
4: yeah there i mean there's a yeah. bunch of games like that that are specifically designed to be played in like bars and stuff where it's like yeah, you don't actually mm-hmm. have to buy anything. Just grab some coasters and scribble on them. Th- there's a game yep.
2: called Skulls that literally each yeah. player has a hand of coasters and one has an X on it. And that's, yep. a, that's all you need. And that's, yep. yeah, totally what this reminds me of. I really like
4: <laughs> the idea that, like, these guys just wanted to play cards. And the bartender was like, oh, yeah, no, we don't keep cards any here anymore. It just gets messy. And they're like, fucking fine. <laughs> what do you have? And he's like, uh, I got a bunch of these
2: coasters. Well, take them. <laughs> Uh-huh. I I like to I I Someone just whips out
4: some colored pencils and they sit there for like 5 minutes prepping for their card game.
2: <laughs> I like that interpretation. I also like the idea that it's the future so the cards got to look different yeah, the, and how do yeah,
0: we, I mean this is yeah. the implication. Like I'm pretty sure we've seen like round cards on Star Trek and stuff. It's always like oh, yeah. Ooh, it's slightly weird. It's and like I like, I've, I've played round cards also. My grandparents had some. I feel like that was a popular design in the 60s or something. but it looks just weird enough that you put them in your sci-fi thing
4: yeah no it's the it's the Star Trek thing of just yeah no just take something that actually exists and make it look a little different that's good enough
0: mmm Yep. Uh,
4: the
2: the 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 best and stupidest instance of this is in uh, Battlestar Galactica, where all the yes. paper is octagon Octagons. shaped for the, the, no it's fucking like in reason. This,
0: it's in the series bible that rectangles don't exist as like a design element in this universe. So everything <laughs> is an octagon, including what? like sheets of paper that come out of printers and CDs and stuff like that. It's the dumbest shit ever.
3: Oh, oh okay, hold on. I I have to ask. I have yeah. to ask. Okay, one one Simone, are you yep. shitting me?
0: No, it's real. Uh, that's for real. I can I can find you like Battlestar Galactica Octagon's is stupid.
3: <laughs> what? And this and this and this is the Battlestar Galactica <laughs> reboot was as I understand it considered like prestige television yes. for a good while uh-huh. there, correct? Oh, yeah. yeah. And everybody... they the and in a core part of the lore, is rectangles weren't a thing. No,
0: they, <laughs> no. They're just not popular, like for designers. So everything, like they, they, they never hit big in the way they did in they're our not universe.
3: Popular in real life, they're just practical because <laughs> it's,
0: it's a square. This is what makes it really stupid, because like you get like. You have to do
3: extra work to make octagons, you gotta cut I know. the corners off.
0: Check out this sheet of paper. That's maybe like, it's you, a, maybe
4: you, it's you, a you universe see. where octagons just occur more naturally. Yeah, I'm but, so sorry like, that <laughs> you,
0: you see on the show you see printers like put out like a, like, Plexi, a, a long dumb string dumb. of yeah, these sheets heard. and they, they have stop these corners that. and like I guess dotted lines between the sheets to cut them off but like it's not even like one straight <laughs> line of paper it's like little octagons
1: We've been
0: stop.
3: spending nearly six years being like <laughs> all the po- writing in Power Rangers and the world building in Power Rangers is slapdash It doesn't make any sense when you stop a <laughs> thing about it. Fucking octagon paper!
2: <laughs> yeah, we have to move on. I'm sorry I brought it up. It is really stupid and funny. The point is, Darkonda sits down to play uh, uh, circle also, cards.
0: one of the aliens yeah. around the table playing cards is, ha- appears to be Jason X for some reason. I can't stop <laughs> thinking about it.
2: Yeah, fair. Um, uh, to this tech game also comes uh, Andros dressed up in his cool cloak and uh, the guy dealing the cards, the alien dealing the cards says, okay, who are you? And he says, I'm just a traveler. And Darkonda says, aren't we all? Deal em. And
0: I was I like... I actually really like that exchange. That's
2: cool. That's a cool thing he said. I like
0: that. He's like, hello, Anubis from Stargate or Diablo from Diablo 2.
2: <laughs> yeah, one or the other.
0: Yep. So they I, deal
4: cards. I but- enjoy that they are betting with uh, various... Uh, dice sets, from um, like $10 dice sets for D&D, and <laughs> yeah. literal, they like, th- strings of pearls. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: They have, like, yeah, Mardi totally. Gras beads and, like, plastic fake jewels. That That's what they bet with. That's uh, pretty it's, good.
2: It's, like, costume jewelry, and some mm-hmm. of it does literally look like... I don't know if it is dice, but that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so they're all betting a bunch of money, and uh, one of the guys... Uh, doesn't have much, and Darkon is like, "Game's too expensive, huh?" And he's like, "Well, I got these data cards or these key cards," uh, and, and like a fight breaks out because they're like, "What? They're fucking worthless. They're nothing. They're
3: nothing." And the guy's like, "But I stole them from Eltar," and like, "Oh, they might belong to Zordon."
2: Yeah. So basically, we knew that did did but- Zordon send
3: this man? <laughs> Fuck. Oh. Fuck.
2: Was this part of his plan? Interesting. It's pretty good. Because, because we do know that the reason Zordon left Earth was to go help defend Eltar. So there was obviously a big battle there, and then he got captured. The story makes sense, but also Zordon's dumb fucking bullshit ma- machinations uh I would totally see him being like, okay, I'm going to send this guy with these cards, and Andros is going to sneak into the game, and then at first is going to get him, but then Andros is going to get him, and that, will be how, and that will be how I send them new Zords.
0: I was going to say, this brings us to the next question. Did Zordon send Andros the Darkonda dreams to make everything happen like this at this moment? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh totally. my god, are we reaching? We, we, established the, we established in the Turbo movie that like they, people could totally like broadcast shit through dreams and stuff. In this world But, like, here's the thing This is me trying to meet the show halfway Because as crazy as it is To say, like, well, Zordon planned this whole thing This is how he planned for Andros to get these things The alternative The alternative is that this is just a massive coincidence
4: Yeah, yeah, if Andros had not come here Some random dude would have won these very important cards In a, in
2: a poker game
0: Right uh-huh.
2: Um. So, I mean, either way
0: this is called like the DM subtly railroading the quest, right there. <laughs> right.
4: Yeah, no, uh, please stay tuned for our continuing development of the
3: Zordon was controlling everything that happened the entire time theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the, we've, what a theory we've touched on time and again, actually, throughout the course of this podcast is the notion that Zordon knows everything and has planned for everything, but also just allows the rangers to suffer because he's an asshole. Right. I mean, it's basically
4: the age-old, you know, why would a loving god allow bad things to happen in a world when he knows all? And the The answer is just because he doesn't really give a shit. Yeah, Uh because he's a dick is why.
2: (laughs) Uh, The problem of time warps. Yep. Uh, So so, uh, this guy um puts down they they finally give, give so okay fine you can be in the game. Uh and everybody lays their cards down and there's one thing that makes me laugh which is that uh the, the guy who had the card says three zanabas Zana, Zanabas and
3: it's it's nonsense sci-fi bullshit. One of them says I have z-brug-ba. Well yeah and then and then and then uh uh uh, Darkonda's like, yeah, well, I've got. Well,
2: yeah. Specifically, the reason I like it is because he says, I've got three Zanabas. And then uh, Darkonda goes, Oh, yeah, well, I've got five Zanabatars. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and with with that inflection, well, it implies they're, they're better somehow. Uh-huh.
4: Um, yeah, no, that's what I, I genuinely just really enjoy shit like this, where everyone at the table seems like they know what they're talking about, but it's complete gibberish.
2: It's just nothing. And then. <laughs> Uh, Andros lays his down and they say Oh shit, a Zinta, which I guess Is like, (laughs) you know, a royal flesh or something Like that. Yeah, I was
3: gonna say, the way these characters react It seems like it's a royal flesh, which There didn't seem to be A round in the card game No, they just got cards Yeah, yeah, where they like, you know (sighs) Traded cards in or anything It just it's seems just, like all dealt and then raised
0: It's a Yeah, it's a five card draw right? it's, it's a three card draw where it's weird round cards Yeah And I think one of the players seems to fold Because he tosses his cards on the table Lesson, again, it's it.
4: a kid's show And this is actually a fairly dense episode <laughs> For Power Rangers yeah. They didn't really have the time Nor would they have been wise to include A fully detailed poker
2: game <laughs>
0: I'm sure you could find the rule of Zinta online somewhere. Yeah. Some fans put them together.
2: I got to point this out because it's one of the only times I've liked uh, Andros. Uh, and he actually pulls off cool, mysterious dude because uh, mm-hmm. one of the guys is like, you're a cheater and pulls a big gun on him. And uh, Andros sweeps the leg, takes yep. the gun and is like, uh, actually, you cheated, you still lost, and I'm in a good mood, so I'm not going to blow your head off. And I was <laughs> like, dang. Actually,
3: this, this actually <laughs> feeds into the idea that maybe Zordon sent this guy, mm-hmm. because the guy who brought the cards is the guy who accuses Andros of cheating. Uh-huh. So I think this is part of the plan, that he was going to like sure. do this cool move and Im- impress Dirkonda.
4: I mean, yeah, even if, if it if it wasn't a plant like that's still a fucking baller move on Andros's part like as far cool. as a kid show version of like the good guy infiltrating the bad guys by doing something fucked up like yeah that's a pretty good
2: mm-hmm. move oh I love it it's real neat so Andros goes over to the bar and Darkonda comes over and is, uh, is basically like impressed and is mm-hmm. like oh uh, a daring fighter and a, a skilled gambler Uh, I'm, you know, uh, very impressed. Uh, That's a good, good combination.
3: Yeah, he buys them both some drinks, and they they do the cool sci-fi bullshit thing of putting dry ice in the cups and smoke coming out. And he's like, listen, I want those cards. They're a lot more valuable to me than they are to you. Name your price. I
4: was so expecting there to be a thing with, like, this is clearly some sort of, you know, alien drink, like, fucking smoke is coming from it. It's gotta be, like, acid or something, right? Uh-huh. And so I was, like, really expecting Andrus to have to, like, you know, fake drinking it or something, but he just fucking downs this thing. Yeah, he, he yeah. just chugs it. I don't it. think Dark Honda even drinks.
2: Uh, It's, like, super alcohol. Andrus is blasted through the rest of this episode. <laughs> um, it's
0: like yeah, orange he, crush with dry ice. It's fine.
2: Uh, he, he oh, God, basically, is this is an oxygen bar.
0: <laughs> yes exactly
2: um Darkonda's like uh you know you don't need those uh they're they're important for me you, you couldn't use those so now i'm like did he did darkonda know what these are like why does he care I, i'm still a little confused i guess everybody's just like my assumption
4: yeah. is everyone just hears oh zordon was well. I'm like oh it's yeah. probably some important bullshit
0: yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, even
4: if it's not something, even if they don't know what it does, even if they don't know if it's useful to them, it's like, well, there's probably some Power Rangers somewhere who would love to get their hands on these, so I'm going to get yeah. them instead.
2: Right. Also, because it feels like something I should say, uh, the data cards, quote unquote, or key cards just look like blank uh, Polaroids. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, there's nothing on them. I don't know yep. what they're supposed to do, but whatever. I'm
4: sure they're like uh, data something or others. Yeah. Um. So
2: oh, Andrew yeah, no, says no, that, it's
4: literally it says insert card and if you look it's got little stripy things on the end. Like it's a oh, it's okay. literally mm-hmm. like a card you insert into something.
2: There you go. I did not see that because it's SD. But in any case, and yeah, well, nice I get a nice close
4: up when they're at the bar.
2: <laughs> I don't need them really, but then I'm gonna use them to buy information. And uh Darkonda's like, Oh, interesting. Well I'm super smart, so like what uh <laughs> what information do you <laughs> oh, need? Oh I know
3: all sorts of shit. Um, And and then And then Andrews is like, tell me what you know about If there's anything valuable On KO-35 And doing, being the Evil, you know, schmuck That he is, is like, oh It's a real shitty place, it's all It's got rivers and trees and nature and shit So awful, like not really anything useful there I did kidnap a girl once though (laughs) Just BT dubs (laughs) Just just
4: for fucking fun,
3: dude I'm just that kind of (laughs) guy (laughs) <laughs> just shits. Of, listen, like I said, there was nothing useful there, and it was an ugly, hideous place for goody two shoes. So just on a lark, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to steal a child." Let's go.
2: Yeah, and and he also does take the cards, so he's basically like, uh, "You fucked up bad. Uh, these are <laughs> mine now." And also, I kidnapped this lady. Uh, you do see this. This is a shot, by the way. I don't know if we saw it earlier. Um, Andrus also has like a veil over his face. It's not just a hood. He yeah. d- has like a piece of fabric in front of his face, which is smart um, because like the number one thing that always happens
4: when you pull a, a move like this is somebody pulls your hood down and exposes you. Right.
2: Exactly. Um, he so uh, Darcand is laughing that he got his these cards out of this rube, and then uh, andrews is like, "By the way, whatever became of the girl?" And he's like, "Oh, she's alive and well, but and you won't believe where uh, where she is." I Jeez. sold, I
4: sold he, her to an idol company. She's doing
2: VTubing now. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, he turns around. She's a dog and, girl. Have uh, you seen
1: her? <laughs>
2: <laughs> for some for some fucking reason, Andros, who thought to put a veil over his face, yep. is just wearing his fucking morpher. Like, uh-huh. wh- uh,
3: okay. It's um, not just wearing it, but like isn't covering it with the sleeve yeah. well.
0: Yeah, and he was like just out. He was like one second from being told the big twist of the season right there, and he missed it because he couldn't hide yeah. his fucking morpher.
2: Yeah, like Durkondo was just gonna tell him because he was yep, bragging yep. basically, but he fucked up, and he's like, "What did you say your name was?" And uh, and he's like, "I didn't." Mm -hmm. And then Darkonda's like, well, I know your name. It's Red Ranger. And then then he's like, (laughs) no, that's 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 not
1: it. That's not my name. You lose guys. That's
2: a stupid name.
4: It's so (laughs) funny Uh, to me how, like, all the bad guys consistently throughout all the shows just assume that the Power Rangers actual names are just Red uh Ranger,
2: Blue Ranger. Well, what's even funny is, like, they know them, they just don't seem to give a shit. Like, they're just like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Your, your I name's...
4: genuinely think that Goldar thinks that once the Power Rangers morph, <laughs> they become Red Ranger and Blue Ranger, and, like, their uh-huh. other names no longer apply. He's got, like, a lack of object permanence for, like,
3: <laughs> yeah. for like, state of being.
2: <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, just the weird thing
3: about it, it's... It's not like he couldn't have just said Andros. Andros doesn't have a
2: secret identity. He's
3: just right. Andros.
2: <laughs> yeah, totally. Didn't uh, he
3: fight him like
4: last episode?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Sure did. <laughs> um. Now, uh, let us take a. Uh, he pulls his sword out and he he stabs at Andros. And let's take a quick break because I got a lot of shit to talk about in the next three minutes. Okay, I thought you were so just gonna we will... say
4: I've got a lot of shit and I need to get it out of
0: me. <laughs> I mean uh, I
2: got a P but you didn't have to fucking put me on the spot like that. I do I mean pee. it's better.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good uh, right, we'll defense be right to being we'll accused be of whatever. We'll be, we'll be right back. I got a P. Bye.
1: store, Cam? Oh, no. No. Oh, my gosh. I'm not expecting. It says right here, Vlasic Sweet Gherkins for the Perkins. But I thought the store... Certainly, but with the birth rate down and the Vlasic Pickle sales up, I deliver Vlasic Pickles now. Oh, my.
2: Enjoy the good taste of Vlasic, America's favorite pickle in 96 varieties.
1: So that's where pickles come from.
2: Right, so now is the coolest fucking fight scene that we've gotten in forever. Uh, it, it rules. It, this episode fucking rules. It's
3: crazy.
4: <laughs> yeah, like, un, unreservedly, like, yeah, it's it's not going to be the highest of art because it is a lo- no-budget kids show, but, like, if you can get past the, you know, the the, the shoddiness of it all, like, you can lose yes. yourself in this. Absolutely. The, this yep. is so good. <laughs>
2: The thing that this reminds me of most is the first sword fight in the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah, yeah, because exactly. That's that sword fight is not like if you've fenced or done like stage fighting, it's not like good in terms of what they're doing. The choreography mm-hmm. is not interesting, but it doesn't matter because they are moving around to a bunch of different uh, different locations. It's got a bunch of cool little set pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's only like two Andrus, minutes long, but
4: Andrus literally joins the fight by kicking a sword out of a guy's hand, catching it, yes. parrying an attack. It's yep. some Errol yes. Flynn
3: shit,
2: and yes. also Errol Flynn, yeah, totally.
3: Yeah, also Zach, you bring up Pirates of the Caribbean. You just it, we we were talking about the stupid card game and and the f- the fact that it doesn't make any practical sense is just you know simplified mm-hmm. for a kids movie. My mind immediately went to Liars Dice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Yeah.
2: we can't talk. We can't do this because we've we're an uh, an hour in. But Liars Dice is a real game that has real roles and makes Mm -hmm. sense. The problem is that it's fairly complicated, and they tried to make the whole plot hinge on you understanding how it works, and it's kind (laughs) of hard to understand. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that
4: was that was a
2: tactical error, I think,
4: from the filmmaking perspective. Uh,
2: But yeah, so he. Yes, he knocks a sword out of somebody's hand and and blocks uh uh Darkonda's blow and then like they they parry a couple times and he immediately hops up on the bar and is mm-hmm. like fighting from the higher ground. It's so much fun immediately. This is, this
4: is the kind of fight you get in when you're playing tabletop and one of your party members had pick just picked up a bunch of cool moves for combat and really wants uh-huh. to flex them.
2: Yep.
3: Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Love the background stage business of the bartender mm-hmm. cleaning the bar as they have a sword fight in front oh, of it. yeah.
0: Yes, that's Some classic great. stuff. Uh,
2: um, his, like, I don't know if the, if this is Andros's actor. I know he can do physical stuff, mm-hmm. but if it's him or a stunt person, they're like really, Like, he's using the cloak and, like, swirling it on purpose to look cool. Like, he is using the sword differently than he uses the, like, normal, um, you know, spiral saber. They sword Uh, fight
3: their way up the stairs, and this other person who was... going to go down the stairs, noticing that there's a sword fight coming mm-hmm. in their direction and just, there's like, just... Just turns around and, like, pulls up the skirt to run faster. goes, oh, <laughs> like, up yeah. the stairs. It's it's great little bit of You're, comedy. You get a couple shots, like, long shots of the
4: uh, rest of the bar below them while they're fighting up there. And like you can see, that everyone else is just kind of going about their business, but they keep glancing up there to see how it's going. It's got this very it, casual yeah. feel to it. It's
2: very much that good part of westerns where, or, and even Star Wars, the cantina scene where everybody mm-hmm. just ignore, like, goes back to what they're doing. Where everyone's or, like, or Whatever, real life
3: at the Waffle House, it's just you see a fight <laughs> break out and you don't let it interrupt your meal.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, like, you're keeping an eye on it Because it's interesting, but, like Yeah, and just in yeah. case it comes your way, you know Like, you want to be ready to move, but, like you, Listen, you 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 bought this chicken and waffles You're gonna finish it Yeah, yeah They yeah. fight
2: on this landing And uh, Darkonda is like You know, you'll never find out Where, or, uh, I would tell you where your Sister's gonna, is, but since I'm gonna destroy you anyway, you'll never Find out where she is, and he pulls Uh, pulls his hood off And they, and fucking again like okay so here's the only complaint i have with this episode i don't like andros very much he's pretty wooden uh -hmm. i this episode makes me like him but right here is where i realized like if andros was making some like uh fucking bad one-liners while yeah. he was doing this sword fight some stupid quips he, would be great. Yes, he would instantly be my favorite Red Ranger at this point. Mm-hmm. Like uh but he's not and that's fine. Yeah. What he does do that's cool is while they're sword locked and uh Darkonda is like glint uh gloating at him he reaches up They do up that sword Darkonda's, fight thing where they
3: almost kiss, you know?
2: Yes, and mm. he reaches up fucking Darkonda's sleeve and pulls the data cards out. That rules! That's so <laughs> cool! Yeah. yeah, that's some fucking rogue shit. You'll love to yeah. see it. And, and Darkonda is even like, you motherfucker, I can't believe you did that. Like, You're supposed you know? to be the good guy, you fucker. Yep. Uh, And then, uh, you know, Andros is like, and, and here's my exit. He... Fucking leaps to the uh, to the sh- goddamn chandelier and does yep, uh, flip <laughs> off it. Yes, it's you know it's it's all this stuff is cliche, but the thing is like it doesn't matter because it's it's so different than what we see in the rest of the show. Uh-huh. Also,
4: it's it's a thing where I was just talking to somebody on Twitter the other day about this. because They're posting a clip like. Sometimes cliches aren't a problem at all. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. things are just cliché because they unironically whip every time. Yeah, Uh, totally. The context for that was the, um, you know, textbook scene in movies where like gunfire goes off and like ten different people pull out guns from wherever and this huge multi-faction shootout happens. Like it's been in a billion movies, but every single time I'm like, oh hell yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, You you tell
3: you you have this. You have, like, a weird what, fight in a saloon where some dudes are sword fighting up some stairs, and, like, one of them jumps off a balcony after stealing something from the other guy and swings on a chandelier. That's sick on its own. You tell me it's a space saloon that's randomly popping up halfway into a season of Power Rangers. I'm losing my fucking mind. And like, here's, I'll, here's... Already, that,
0: by the way, sword fights, not a huge feature of westerns usually, so, like, sword fighting the saloon doesn't happen that often to begin no, with. Yeah, that's so. true.
2: That's a fair point, Yeah. It's you know, but you do have that chandelier thing, and that's cool. And and in this shot, and like we've
3: highlighted a few of the bigger ones, but it's worth it's worth reiterating that like you really should at least check out this scene for yourself because there is so much fun bullshit going on in the background. The extras are just just doing whatever, and it's great.
2: I sent this to honestly to a couple friends who are like aware that I do this, but aren't that interested, and was like, please watch the first ten minutes of this episode. Like it's. (laughs) You will, it's really stupid and, and kind of great. Uh, but yeah, so, th- and and here's what impresses me even more. We now go into Power Rangers stuff, and yep. at least while we're still on the planet, it's still fucking cool. Yep. Because he c- calls his flying space uh, surfboard, and then...
0: He flips out of the saloon and morphs in midair to land on it and peels out.
2: It's so yeah. sick! Yep. and, and <laughs> we basically then have, and then he's being chased by a uh, fucking Those uh, the fighters on bikes from
0: earlier. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the, fighter, the quantron
2: so. fighters, yep. and like we straight up have a kids version. I mean, this is where the budget is like they can't do this, but they don't care. Mm-hmm. They're doing it anyway. Like <laughs> the the yeah, this
4: is some absolutely horrible CGI. But at this point, I was
3: bought in. I was with them. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's a it's a gunfight, car chase through the street because like we see all these other mooks and monsters running around like trying to get out of the way of the explosions mm-hmm. that are happening, and he's doing he's ramping up like staircases and yeah. shit like it's great. This is the good all you run out of the salute like out, run out of a biker bar and
4: mm-hmm. all the bikers like milled around like immediately hop on their bikes to go
2: chase you like yeah and then. Uh he he's like literally he ramps off of like a galley like a hang a hangman's thing <laughs> and yep. and goes up over a bunch of guys. He's still getting chased by these fighters, and then he f- fucking god damn it, again, Andros, the character not loving him, this this episode doing a lot of work because he is being chased by two of these fighters, they're coming at him from opposite angles, and he's like Yep. Oh shit! Two of them, no problem. Does a huge uh, forward flip while his uh, board continues under him. They smash into each other, and then he mm-hmm. lands on the yeah. board. Uh, and I'm yep. like, Power Rangers is good, you guys.
3: <laughs> what's great? What's great about all this? And this is both a combination of this is really cool, and also my you know rewatch podcast nitpick brain is the fact that like this is like the hundred Smiths fight in the second Matrix. Andros could have just flown away at any time
1: Oh yeah, Yeah, totally Instead he
3: decided to go through the street and cause all this carnage Just because he could
2: (laughs) And like the the, And again, the the extra work, to your point When that explosion happens You've got all these people standing around In the street and they like Fly backwards and it It's just so cool it rules I My, love this episode
4: We can't go We can't go moment by moment or else we'll never End this podcast but I do just have To call out the bit where Two of the uh, Quantrons Have um, Gotten a piece of rope and pulled It out which if this yes. was like a, a car Chase or <laughs> uh, like right. a motorcycle Chase great move but he is on A floating hoverboard
2: <laughs> Yeah He like, goes whoop yeah, he, he like use he like ramps it into their faces. He yeah. like it's yeah, he like wall rides their faces. <laughs> it rolls. It's so much fun. And then he uh once he's uh, smashes those two spaceships against each other, he's like, All right, I can fly. Goodbye. <laughs> and then he leaves. And God, um,
4: it's it cuts right to him on the spaceship and I really needed somebody to be yelling, You did what
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. Now the Again I said that one of my problems with the episode is he's not doing quips. I know that's not really his character whatever. The other one is that the second half of this episode f- fine it turns into a
4: very by the numbers power rangers episode which Mm. coming off of this is just kind of like ah
2: it's still i I think a little bit better than a than your normal power rangers episode but it's it's not space saloon (laughs) it it moves away from the weird off genre
3: shit but i think there's still a lot of fun stuff that happens in the second half uh, like to
2: be
4: clear i don't consider by the numbers power rangers to be an insult like yeah i think the basic
2: formula of the show when done well is good So everybody – I'm sorry, Simon, did you have something?
0: I was going to say because you just said there's still good stuff on this episode. Yeah, because Darkana calls them on the screen on the ship like tell Andros to come down there and fucking fight him.
2: Yeah, 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 that's true.
3: You want that that little bit of information that I almost gave you about where your sister is? Bring me the cards, (laughs) dipshit.
2: Yeah. Here's a character
3: beat I like. In stark contrast to the stuff I was criticizing earlier, Andros says – all right, well, I'm going to go down there and meet him and find out what's going on with my sister. And the other Rangers are like, well, we're coming with you. And probably for the first time in the series, I think, like, he doesn't mm-hmm. protest or anything when they yeah. say that. He's just yeah. like, all right, yeah, sure. He's like, I mean, it yeah, definitely okay, helps character that they weren't growth. like, no,
4: you can't. Like, they're just like, yeah, no, we'll back you up.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh I like there's a, a Alpha has really been kind of sidelined but I and he doesn't get to talk much but there's an interesting bit with him that I think where he's like uh, uh he hands Alpha the cards and is like can you tell me if these are really Zordons and uh Durk- and and while he's scanning them Darkanda says hey come down here bring the cards I'll tell you about your sister yeah. and then Alpha brings him back over and is like, these are real, There's these are really from Eltar. And and Andrus just kind of grabs them. And Alpha does like a what the fuck <laughs> kind of body motion, <laughs> yeah. which I appreciate it.
3: Yeah, also not to gloss over it, but during this dialogue, uh, Andrus does like clue the rest of the rangers in that, yeah, Darkonda yes. is the one who stole his sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so it's just so everybody's up to speed.
2: They all head down, and uh, and Darkonda, and now we're in Sentai footage for basically the rest of the episode.
0: Yep. Um, Except for one cut to, like, astronomer's ship, I believe. This is literally all Sentai footage for the rest of it.
4: Yeah, listen, whatever budget they had for this episode, it's gone. Yeah, Yeah. it's gone.
0: There's no more.
2: The only scene that's not is the scene with the clip tour we'll talk about, because, uh, as I mentioned in the Mega Ranger station, he is in the hospital (laughs) in the, in the Sentai.
3: So, honestly, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with half of it being original cowboy horseshit and the second half just being Sentai because it means we get a solid 20 minutes of just goofy bullshit.
2: Honestly, yeah. like it, I, a friend of the show uh, uh, Victor Perfecto on Twitter was recently talking about how they don't really like Power Rangers because it doesn't do a great job of quote unquote adapting, and what it usually just does is. St- says like how about high bad high school shit and then we just jam this in here this is when it's good is when it's like we're recontextualizing all of this into a completely different story and the half that's not sentai is a weird space saloon instead of (laughs) you know your your high school (laughs) stuff so anyway um Dorconda is like cool. I will tell you where she is. One second, chug, chug, chug. The super strength person. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and it's not just super strength. He also gets like lightning powers. Um, and it's alien
3: evil magic syrup. Basically, uh-huh. he's just he's yes. got lightning and shit now.
2: And he starts beating their asses. He, he uses his, I forgot he has like super speed, like Sonic the Hedgehog super speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uses that some. Um, and. Which is
3: uh, one of my favorite things in Sentai footage, which is rotoscoped scribbles in play to like to show that a person's moving real fast.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Uh, and it's, it's really going bad. And then, uh, he gets real wet. <laughs> Which I don't love. Yeah, he starts, he starts getting goopy
4: in a way that yep. what I was like, okay, no, this is this isn't a good effect, but it's a visceral enough it, one that yeah, I am not comfortable it's here. Of,
0: it's kind of upsetting. It's kind of like coming close to body horror, kind of like it looks yeah, like yeah, he's no, melting. Yeah, it, or, this is, yeah, good. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, gonna say, say like, it's
3: like somebody's goopifying. Like that's not. Right. I yes, want to see yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah It's it's He's just There's ooze leaking from his everywhere In a way that is and This isn't the first time we've had shit like this In the Sentai footage But It's Like just It's really visceral in a way that Power Rangers usually doesn't
2: get It's yep. gross It's gross <laughs> Yeah, totally It's a gross uh, It's a gross It's a gross As yep. Mario would say yep. And we, Yeah he- uh, The
3: that Mario voice, when he sees 144 of something, it's a gross. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so, Mike, I'm so uh,
4: glad to be on a podcast with you again. <laughs> <laughs> me me, me so too, I missed mean, you.
3: <laughs>
2: great, that was a great joke, I just hate it a lot, is the problem. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, he he runs away because something's wrong. Uh, he's in pain and, and kind of like twitching. And he goes to the, a parking garage to, to like, try and get away. And he's like, I'm going to find out who did this to me, and he's I'm going to beat their asses. tripping everywhere. It's so bad. Yep. And Ecl- Ecliptor comes out and is like, hey. Yeah, that's,
0: that was me. I did that. I did it. <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> yeah,
2: which
4: I is pretty funny. I love all these villains, like, commitment to just the most impractical moves just because they have to gloat.
3: What's so funny I love, is- I love the, I, the dialogue of it. He's like, uh, I'm going to kill Ecliptor when I get my hands in him. And Ecliptor's like, You're too late, man. I've already killed you. Bye.
2: Poof. Yeah. And one of the things that's so funny about this is I thought that Ecliptor was going to like finish him off. And instead, Ecliptor is like, I did it. Goodbye. <laughs> and <then he's> like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's you could have funny. just not done that. You could have just not let him know that that happened. Oh, All yeah, but
4: wanted he, it. Yeah, no, like he's leaving this man to slowly die of a of a horrible poison. Like he wants those last agonizing moments to be thinking about how
2: he got got. Mhm. Now here's a here's sort of a little bit of a problem. It, it it works out fine, but if you recall in Mega Ranger Station I said that this actually made him super powerful but lose his mind. Mm-hmm. That is not really stated. We he looks like he's gonna die, and then it turns out, actually, he's super strong now, and yep. that isn't really explained, he, but yeah, whatever. He goes
0: giant and starts blowing up the city again, like...
2: He's, he's got like bits extra... He's got like a horn mm-hmm. sticking out of his face in a way that doesn't look like... Like, he does... Uh, a fairly good job of making him look fucked up like it's not mm-hmm. it's not like a good transformation right yeah no. it's that.
4: fucking uh what venom snake from Metal Gear yes. Solid
2: 5 yeah, yeah totally um and so he's blown up the city so they call the Astro Megazord he really
4: fucks up the city
2: like those
0: are yeah, some he, he, massive he, he, he explosions. does like a big arc laser like Tefka, yeah, like and
2: multiple blocks get just fucking blasted yep. Yeah, it's the worst thing that's happened to uh, Angel Grove since Professor Phenomenus. So <laughs> right. um, at this point, uh, they summon the Delta Megazord. Uh, the, 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 the Astro they, Delta the, Megazord Astro is the Delta, combination
0: yes. of you. the two.
4: I, yeah, I will say, like, the, this, whole, this whole Zord is still pretty underwhelming. But the added bit of there's a second ship that turns into bonus parts for it. Goes mm-hmm. a long way for me. There's more of a transformation feel to it. The,
0: the,
2: the combination sequence is cool too. I like that part. The only uh, bummer for
0: me is that I like the shuttle hat way better than the triangle oh face. Oh yeah, no, and
4: absolutely. the The head yeah. is
2: way more of a downgrade. The triangle yeah. hat is really silly, and I kind of yeah. like that part. <laughs> but yeah, it's not <laughs> as cool. Um, so they form into the Megazord and. Uh, Hi, astronomer. Hello. Where have you been?
0: Uh, I mean, there's shows up to be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Also, like uh, at the beginning of, of this episode, we see Elgar is kind of playing a bad video game on the main screen from what he's saying. That, he says, This ship has the worst video games. And then the astronomer kind of shoes him off. And it's. I, I'm, choosing, 19- I'm choosing the, to sorry.
4: believe that he's just watching footage of what's actually happening and he thinks it's a game.
0: Uh, <laughs> I th- I thought I, the joke was
3: supposed to be that he was using like the controls of the ship and didn't realize that like he wasn't playing a video game.
0: You, uh, you, yeah, I'm saying ahead. it's 1998, so he's playing one of those three games: the reboot PS1 game, Gex Enter the Gecko, or South Park for the N64. That's one of the <laughs> games he's playing, and it's bad. Uh, it's probably Gex uh, he's playing the gecko. he's
4: playing the the first attempt at making a 3D Bubsy game.
3: Here's the thing. Here's the <laughs> thing we've seen Elgar break the fourth wall to make pop culture references. You know he's
2: into Gex. <laughs> yeah, he loves Gex. <laughs> Gex it's is his favorite. Uh, For sure, yeah. So, uh, he is, he gets shoved out of the way. Astronema is like, hey, get the fuck out of the way. And Ecliptor is with uh, with her. I ass- you don't see this, but I assume Ecliptor was like, hey, Darkonda, he
0: sucks, remember? Uh, I told you, you, you that. Should, you should go check out how much he sucks right now
2: yeah and I, she's good
4: no i just don't understand like this if there's some context i'm missing because i don't understand why she'd be mad about him fucking up the city and fighting the power rangers
2: like
0: because uh, that's I, that's her job she didn't tell him to do that and it's yeah he's taking only, her job away from her
2: i assume it's just because she didn't tell him to do this i i, mm-hmm. I but i don't know for sure but yeah oh, she's he's going mad.
4: rogue he's trying to steal he's trying to steal my thunder i could
1: see that yeah
2: yeah, but she's pissed, and is like, told you you couldn't trust him. Uh, I didn't do anything, by the way. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, you do see uh, he's now got a bunch of spikes sticking out of him as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: We actually get this uh, full rangers going into the cockpit of the Megazord sequence we don't usually get with, like, panels oh, yeah. flipping around and the rangers, like, getting into their seats. and yeah. Yeah, and and, uh, and Andro's, like, sticking the battleizer into the thing, which I don't know how often we saw that kind of thing in the Sentai, but, like, we basically never see that kind of thing in Rangers. Usually it's just, like, cut, and they're in the
1: cockpit. Yeah, It's a shame, sure. too,
4: because I love that. Like, I get why you wouldn't see it every time, because that would add way too much um, non-fighting time to Megazord sequences. But, like, yeah. Yeah. I like that we get, get to see it once in a while, because, like, both, I just enjoy the like mechanics of how are they actually operating this, and two, as a kid, it gives you a lot more to work with when you're trying to play this stuff.
3: Yeah, it yeah. makes it, it makes it feel more like the the robot is a thing you're actually like doing, you know, uh, unless you emulate it more easily.
2: Uh, uh, our friend Riley uh was recently retweeting about the. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Power Rangers uh, Crossover comic that Boom did a little while ago That was real good And I had forgotten one of the fun bits About Megazord driving That is uh, stated in that Is uh, Raph basically bullied everyone To get red because it's his favorite color And then he found mm-hmm. out that means he has to drive The big robot and he's upset <laughs> about it And I think that's very good uh, So in any case they, um, they shoot their Flying power punch and it gets blocked and they uh it, it hits hits them instead. Uh they're freaking out because they're getting blown up. They're they're like, we could use the saber. Nope, we use the saber, he'll block that, and he will hit it hit it back. And then uh this is the part where in the Sentai they get a new uh code mm-hmm. instead. What happens in this is uh Andro says, Maybe if we combine all of our main power together, we can create an energy cyclone. Okay, whatever. Yeah, there's just a whole lot Mm -hmm. of
3: like, like techno babble horse shit leading up to that. Like, we've lost the auxiliary power and the double auxiliary power, and oh, Carlos doesn't Mm -hmm. have anything left, and Ash doesn't have anything left. It's a lot of, it's a lot of we're losing to lithium crystals horse shit for a while before we get to that point.
2: Yep. Um, so they, they, are able to do, like, a, a cool new super move where they spin around and, and do, like, a they, cyclone move.
1: Yeah, In fairness, like this move
0: rules. It's dope yeah. as shit, but they it doesn't do anything. <laughs> Yeah, they fly into the sky spinning, like and sort of on fire, and dive back on top of I Just kind of slice through him. But yeah, like you said, all well, I mean, he falls down and explodes, but like he gets better right after yeah, that. Yeah, all of these, yeah. all
4: of these moves, like special moves in this fight. Which for one, I'm glad we have those because I feel like a lot of the Megazord fights I've been seeing lately have been very. Wrote like, like they exchange a couple, exchange a couple blows, and they do a super move, and then it's over. It's like it's cool to be able to see a bunch of them, but it gives me that feeling of like in a um, like turn based RPG or like a like a grid based (laughs) RPG where you use a special move and it's got this really long, cool like epic attack animation, and then it cuts back to the actual battle and it's like did did twenty damage, yeah, the guy's still standing, and it's like um. (laughs) (laughs)
1: totally
2: uh so he falls down he gets back up and then a piece falls off of him that turns into a second monster uh okay
3: okay so you talked about why this happened in the sentai but in power rangers why does tiny piece of him fall off turn into squid
2: monster i don't know it 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 also, Ranger Wiki says it's called Mutantress. I don't know if they call it that in the next episode, but you definitely don't hear a name here. Mm-hmm. It's just a big squid monster.
4: I guess. I guess the implication is like his—he's actually like, like my understanding of what's happening to him, just from having red shit, is that like you know he's like literally falling apart. So that like the goo that's falling from him is him. It's like some of his mm-hmm. DNA just, I guess, yeah. mutated.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's gross. But, it I mean, you know, it, it, you, they don't explain it, but whatever. Like like we said, it's Power Rangers. They don't need to explain it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's getting, you know, they're getting their asses beat. It's real bad. You see inside the cockpit. There's uh, that
3: shot that Sentai does whenever a, a, a giant robot's losing real bad, and it's you see the cockpit, and there's like fire in front of it. Like they light a controlled <laughs> yep. fire in front of the of the window, and be like, "Oh no, this whole thing, yep. this whole thing's fucked."
2: I mean, they're yep. not gonna light a fire in the cockpit. That's no good. Well, yeah, of course, nope. <laughs> Um But yeah, they're getting their asses beat. The lights uh, go
3: fucking out. You
2: know it's the least, yeah. Lights yeah, there's go a out. fucking
3: blinking red light, klaxon and shit, and like so this this whole fight really is just an extended like the Megazord getting fucking. It's shit ruined. It is a mm-hmm. it is a bad time. I fucking love a
4: good the Megazord gets fucking demolished scene. Yeah, yep. it's, yeah.
2: it's it's fun when it's when it's good, and it, uh, it falls
3: down and it starts skidding past like a bunch of streets and stuff. Like past like a bike falls down and and it's kind of like just in the middle of the shot of I, I assume in the Sentai was just a shot of the me- of the robot like. You know, sliding through the streets like will you like pause in the middle of that shot for no, to be I, continued.
2: I, actually, based on what Eric said, I believe that this is where it pa- it stops in the in the Sentai as well. It's like while mm-hmm. oh, it's wow. on its back sliding. I'm, so I'm
4: guessing in the Sentai this was also the lead up to the New Zords.
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um. Now, I do need to. That, that's basically what happens. That's the end of the episode. However, I do need to point out one shot that I thought was very funny. Uh, the slide. Is a very long. Yeah. Which makes sense because like it's like several huge. blocks. Yeah. But also, it is like a 10 second slide, and during the slide, it shows the the Megazord's head and it's just kind of looking around (laughs) like like it's just like uh I mean we're still going I guess (laughs) we're just gonna go for a while
4: I'm kind of like a turtle at this point like now that I'm on my back I can't get up so I guess I'm
2: just along for this ride it's like those compilations of people who uh lose control of their cars in the ice but are going very slow so they're just like uh oh uh oh uh oh (laughs) but yeah that's that's the episode it's I mean, you heard me say it. It rules. This is a great episode. I love Mm -hmm. this so much. Uh, I I have, like Mike said, I've been having fun within space, but like, I definitely was like, hell yeah, man, Power Rangers. This shit is great. (laughs) great. It's really nice for them to break.
4: Yeah, it's really nice for them to break out of the mold. Because like, even when they, like, I've talked about it. I love when the teen melodrama ramps up and gets really dumb. But also, they've been doing that for years at this point. So, any departure from that just feels so fresh.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, um, next episode, I saw there is a fair bit. We got the new Zords, obviously. And then there's also a bunch of Astronomy gets like some spotlight stuff. So, that'll be nice too to, to, to flip that up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, this is great. This is a lot of fun. I'm I'm really excited. I feel like this is sort of the promise of uh what what you could do with this premise of like the Power Rangers in space. You can go and again, it can literally be like Cowboy Planet. uh, uh you know, uh mobster planet like i don't care it doesn't have yeah, to if, be like <laughs> if every episode of power
3: rangers was this horseshit, it would be the best kids show ever <laughs> straight <laughs> so up.
2: so yeah it's it's a lot of fun and next episode we get new zords and then two episode justin is here oh boy everybody <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm
3: actually looking forward to seeing justin's like
2: send off or whatever uh, I- i'm it'll be fine i'm sure but but yeah so uh That is uh, the episode. Uh, We did questions last week. I'm going to wait for a couple more to come in. Uh, If you have questions, send them to us at TeensWithTude on Twitter. TeenagersWithAttitudes, our Facebook group, or TeensWithTude at gmail.com. And let's see. uh, Lexi, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, Season two
4: of Eidolon has been ramping up. There's a... One episode of Idol On Rock season two out in the free feed. By the time you hear this, at second one will probably be on the free feed. Um you should check it out. It's we're we're going some much like Power Rangers in space, we're going in some wild new places with this season. And uh you don't want to miss it. Yeah.
3: Do that's, it. For, uh, that's really the best sales pitch for Idol on season two. It's like Power Rangers in space. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, Mike, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, just Idle on.
3: It's good shit, and proud of it. We 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 do good work over there. Um no. you can find me personally on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. Also, uh, uh, I'm not currently eating some, but I'm probably going to go do it later. I still want to plug pickle spears. They're very good.
2: <laughs> that I. The le- the level to which that destroyed my ability to do this podcast
1: <laughs> the really thing is, it wasn't
2: even a bit. I was just hungry, and I
3: got some pickles. I, ju-
2: <laughs> I kept trying to understand what the joke was, and there wasn't one. And I guess if you want to know how to destroy me, it's just to say something very earnestly that is not a bit whatsoever, and then I'll just be like, well, what's the angle? I don't oh, understand. I, believe <laughs> me, Zach, I am well aware of that. Yeah, that's true we the the worst miscommunications we have is where i think you're doing a joke and you're not and i'm just like (laughs) what is happening i don't understand
4: anyway shouts Um, out to pickle spears they're not for me but if you
2: like pickles they're a good pickle i love i love me some pickles uh simon is there anything you'd like to plug other than pickles
0: uh, I'd like to plug Pickles, but uh, my my Twitter is the real Simban. Uh, I'm not that proud of it, but sometimes I idly post about my ongoing playthrough of Fire Emblem: Path of Radiance. If you're into that, there you go. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, like gotta, plug I'm the gonna the keep plugging
3: uh, plug in Pickles until I guess we get a Vlasic sponsorship? Question <laughs> mark.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can any of you remember? Seeing a pickle advertisement, yeah, ever, yeah, really? That's got, yeah, I,
3: yeah, just, just that specific brand, though, is, is yeah, is, no, is like the I classic. can definitely
4: yeah. picture that fucking what is it, a stork?
3: I yeah, the stork. Guess they I can, do he have like picture marks? Yeah, and he I holds can, the pickle like a cigar. Yeah,
4: yeah, I definitely remember him talking. I don't remember anything about the commercials, but yeah, they, he's
3: he's around.
2: God damn it! You're right. There he, is a he, stork. He,
3: He's in Food Fight. He takes part in a in a in a fucking dog fight against robot bees.
2: I hate how much <laughs> you know about
0: Food Fight. <laughs> it's <laughs> my
3: favorite bad movie.
1: Yeah. If no. Mike doesn't,
0: if Mike isn't around to remind everyone of Food Fight, no one will remember it. So he's doing a, they're doing a really important service to all of us. Yeah. Fair enough.
2: I'm I'm gonna make you guys watch it sometime
0: One of these
1: days
2: I've fucking seen Food Fight, Mike Well (laughs) then I'm I'm gonna make you do a a
4: bonus episode About it one of these days (laughs) I've heard the Flophouse talk about Food Fight I don't need
2: anything else Fair enough The animation is utterly bizarre Anyway, I am (laughs) uh, You can find me at McChilla On Twitter Where I post about a bunch of weird shit And Today about how I think that uh, uh, Travis McElroy would be bad at gay sex. So if that's the kind of thing <laughs> that you're into, follow me. Um, and Jesus with that, Christ. I mean, listen, we're, we'll we'll t- uh, we'll talk about it later. Uh, for
1: for teenagers <laughs> no, we I refuse. no, we will. We're yeah, please, to. No, we are going
2: to. Please do not. <laughs> for teenagers with attitude, I've been Zach. I've been Lexi. I've been Mike, and I've been Simo. And may the power protect you always.